0: I think what happened was I was so passionate about it and I was so pumped to like be doing something so creative and so fun and just like my own thing.
1: Mother Jumpers is a podcast for mothers ready to jump into what's next after motherhood. As mothers, our focus is to raise our children and give our energy to others. It's an amazing and big job, one that comes with some amazing highs and some challenging lows. Somewhere along the way, a gnawing voice gets in our head, calling us to find something else, something that inspires us to find our passion, follow a dream, or make some money. Weekly, we talk with women who have successfully navigated the jump from motherhood into her career path that has given them a sense of personal fulfillment. And we have candid discussions on the why, the how, the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, with stories that inspire, inform, and motivate mothers hoping to make their own jump. Welcome to the first episode of Mother Jumpers. I'm so excited. Yay! Mother Jumpers is a podcast designed to help moms jump into something new, get motivated, get inspired. It's honestly hard to figure out what do you want to do after you've gotten your kids to school. And sometimes... We want something more. We want to make money. We want to create a new company, or we want to get back into our old job, but we have uh, to figure out the balance, and that's what Mother Jumpers is here to do. It's here to share the stories of moms out there who are really kicking butt and jumping into the new chapter, next chapter of their life. My first guest today is a local LA mom who's just doing an amazing job of being a Mother Jumper, Pamela Rocco. Owns Bashering Company, an LA-based event design and production company, and she is amazing. And we're so happy to have you here. Welcome, Pamela.
0: Hi, my dear. How are you?
1: Um, I'm very good. How are you I'm good? Good. Yeah. So, as you know, uh, Mother Jumpers is a podcast for moms about moms who have jumped into a new career hobby or business, or they moved from one, like they went back into their old career. But I'm trying to explore how they did it, why they did it, and inspire other moms so that other moms that are struggling can kind of make a jump. So first and foremost, please tell me a little bit about your family, your children.
0: I have two daughters. Maria is five and Harlow will be three. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're just like so fun. I mean, I just really am enjoying this time. I think these ages are super cute and just like seeing them learning and, you know, kind of blossoming into like what they're going to become is really sweet.
1: Yes. And crazy at the same time, probably (laughs) five and three year old almost. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. So before you had kids, Mm -hmm. what were you doing for your professional life? So I was,
0: um, the VP of marketing for a real estate development company and we developed like lifestyle centers in Pittsburgh. Um, I mean all over, but like my main project was in Pittsburgh. We, you know, redeveloped a 110 acre site that was a riverfront site that was like an old steel mill. And wow. so, yeah, we did that. And you know, I me, mean, I did all the marketing and programmed, you know, everything from the ground up. And then I was there. And I'm like, I need more. Mm. So I started my own company at the same time that I was working for them. Wow. And, you know, without going into like too much craziness, you know, I just kind of was like, this is not like before I did that, you know, I had this boyfriend of five years and I was just kind of like stagnant in my life. And I'm like, I'm going to start another company. So I started, it was a company called Exposed Communications, and I just did, like, boutique, like, PR marketing. Mm -hmm. And then my dad died at 58 years old. Oh, wow. And, you know, he had just retired, and he, his whole life, he was like, I'm going to, you know, work hard, and then I'm going to retire early and, like, live my life. Wow you know that that kind of stuff like happens and so i'm like this isn't going to happen to me i'm going to live now and just live every day like you know it's to the fullest and not just say okay well when i'm you know retired i'm going to do these things so that's when i decided to move to california oh yes and so what i did was because i started that other company i negotiated with my main job with the main you know company to become an independent contractor. Smart. So I was still able to keep that like meat and potatoes of a job and have security. And then I moved to LA and I would spend a week, a month in LA and three weeks in Pittsburgh every month for like the first year. And then I slowly started to like transition to more in LA and, you know, less in Pittsburgh. But yeah, I had like these two lives, you know, like two houses, two cars, two seriously lives, but it was awesome. And, you know, I just felt like, because I, all my friends had already started to have families and everybody was married and I was 30 when I moved to LA. 30 is a big year. So it was major. And I, you know, just knew that I had to like make a change and I was just like willing to kind of like jump off the cliff and just see if I could fly.
1: Very cool, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what a lot of people want to do, but they're too afraid or it's so not, scary. The unknown yeah. is
0: scary. Sure, for sure. Especially like when, you know, I'm such a planner, right? Like, my whole life I planned. Like, I did a special joint degree program. I did a 3-2 and got my MBA when I was 21. Like, I was wow. this major planner my whole life. And I just kind of, you know, wanted to make a change. And because I did that... Like then, all of these great things, you know, happened to me in th- those past ten years. Because now
1: I'm forty. <laughs> Welcome to my box. I'm a little older than that, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so you came to LA, mm-hmm. and then you were doing this kind of almost consulting business, yeah. and then you somehow met a, your husband. Yeah, I not somehow, but yeah, you know, no, what I mean? I, like, it was
0: like really cool. I was, you know. I met him through, so he's also from Pennsylvania, which is like this crazy blessing. Small I mean, because you know, I'm like, how am I going to meet? I would just always pray for like this, you know, man, manly man, because I was out here, and not <laughs> that there aren't manly men out here, because there are, but I was just kind of having a hard time, like they were just not like what I was used to, you know. Sure. And not so, Midwest, but yeah, kind of like right. mid, just that blue collar, like just uh, yeah. you know, rugged kind of guy. So I just like would pray for this, you know, type of guy that I was, you know, attracted to. And, um, we met through my friends that were visiting from Pittsburgh. Like he had known them cause he's from Penn state. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, we met, we didn't actually like see each other again for a few months later, but then from our first date to when we got engaged was like a little over three months. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Then we got married
0: six months later. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. So fast track. Did you get married here or in Pittsburgh? We had three weddings. We got married by ourselves, like, legally in Bora Bora. Oh, right. And we went to Maria first, hence why my Maria. daughter's name is Mireya. Yeah, love it. And then we had a, you know, big party um, in L.A., and then we had, a like, a formal party in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. No wonder you're... Yeah. Do it work in events. (laughs) Okay. And then when, how long did you do your marriage thing before you started having children? Right. So
0: we, you know, tried right away and I, you know, I was like kind of all off of like my cycle. And so like, I went to this like homeopathic type of doctor and because I was traveling so much, like every single month I was flying five hours, you know, across the country, I was not regular. You know, and like my insulin levels were through the roof. I mean, I had all this, you know, crazy stuff. And he basically was like, if you want to start a family, like you have to stop traveling. You're the the, the homeopathic Mm -hmm. person. Wow. And so I, I like, in my goal when I was young, I I said, I'm going to work my ass off. And when I'm 35, I'm going to retire. That was, like, always, like, this, like, thing I would say. And everybody would think I was hilarious because, like, nobody does that stuff in Pittsburgh. I mean, you just, you know, you work the same job for 30 years yeah. and that's just what you do. And so I would always say that. So don't you know, you know, I'm, like, approaching 35 and that's so that's what I did. You retired. I retired. Awesome. And spent the next six months like regulating my body and doing all these like, you know, natural therapies like infrared saunas and acupuncture and, you know, Chinese herbs and all these types of things, detoxes to like regulate my system, you know, and got my like cycle and everything like back on track and then Yeah you know, finally got pregnant with Maria. So I was, you know, officially retired and I was like, this is just what I wanna do. I wanna I wanna be a mom. Right. And because I was so not traumatized, that's like a very extreme word, but I was so burnt out like from just the grind of like my travel and like my, you know, the companies and just trying to, you know, because it was hard. I was single and I was having to like you know, make enough money to have these two lives. And right. so it was a lot of pressure because, I, you know, I and mean, I remember sometimes I literally had like a dollar like left, wow. you know, until I would get paid because it was just, I was spread so thin. So sure. I was, you know, I guess stressed out, you know, and it was affecting like my, my body. And yeah. so I was like traumatized a little bit by it. And I'm like, I don't want to work. I just want to be this mom and have, you know, kind of like a more chill type of life. Yep. And then, so, you know, I, biggest blessing, you know, I have this baby, and then, and it was amazing, and I did love it all, but then there was this part of me that was just dying inside. Right. I mean, it was, like, super sad, and I'm like, why am I not happier? Like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So, I had to, like, tap into it. I'm like, Pam, like, just be aware of, like, why you're not happy. Cause like, I would like meet my friends and like, I had nothing to talk about.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, cause all my friends are, you know, like business women and, you know, I have all these like things going on. And, and I think that like being a mom is, you know, super hard. And I think that there's some, types of personalities that like, th- that, that is so, I mean, it was so rewarding, but my type of personality, I just needed more. Not that like everybody should need more or want more. I mean, because it's all fine, whatever you choose, sure. you know, but it just something in my being was like, I can't, you know, just do this. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was losing a uh, like sense of
1: self yeah, and you do. I mean I yeah and I understand because marketing and PR people I think you really burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. I mean I worked in corporate PR for several years literally on a plane every week, always on all hours of the day and night. And I quit and started consulting. And after 12 years, I'm now doing nothing. Right. Because I can't imagine going back Back to that grind Mm -hmm. and just that always on thing. So you do need to take a break. And I think that's part of the challenge as a mom is like you get burnt out. And you need to start a new chapter for yourself because I'm the same way. Like I love my kids and I don't want to be far away from Mm -hmm. them. But I also need something else for myself. Yeah. And it is a really sad feeling to, to a certain degree of like, mm-hmm. who am I? Yeah. I'm not even bringing any income in for the right. family. Right. And that's important right. to me. Totally. So I understand.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was hard to like come to the realization. And once I did, I was like, okay, so now what am I going to do? Right. And like what the heck? Because I felt like I had been out of the kind of like, you know, corporate like, PR world for I mean it was only like two and a half years or so right but I still felt like I was like kind of out of it and I wasn't like cool enough to I don't know I just didn't feel like I could like just like get back in there like that so I was kind of like a little insecure about you know missing those past two years and so I just started to like rack my brain and you know, I came up with a bunch of different ideas that like never really had any legs. You know, I would like think of these ideas and then I would like research and maybe think too much and then not like go through with it. And then finally, you know, I came up with Bashery, which, you know, Bashery has evolved tremendously over the past three years. Right. But when I first thought of the concept it was a party decor rental company it was like for those types of items that you either have to like you know buy on Etsy or make that takes like 30 hours to make and who as a mom like has that type of time not me yeah right so it was like things like that it was like the huge dream catchers or teepees or you know very like unique items that would really make a party pop not like your typical like tables and chairs and so that's how it started because I just thought saw like a need in the market for it and I just, like, went for it. I mean, I just went for it. Like, we, I just bought a ton of inventory, you know? Yeah. And I really didn't know, like, I, I think that's the key, is that I didn't know how I was going to make it work. I didn't know how it would be successful. I just, like, had this, you know, vision of, like, the end result. Right. And... Because I think when we think too much about the how and, oh my gosh, like, what if this happens and what if that happens, that's the fear that comes within us and then we stop and we don't do it. And, you know, luckily I have this supportive husband that was, you know, helping me along and, you know, um, so I, because if I didn't have a husband, you know, that was supportive and that, you know, could financially you know be there for our family I mean it is even more hard to do something like that
1: yeah for sure so
0: I just went for it and and it happened and like, it just evolved, but it was like so much hard work. I mean, the, the, the week I launched Bashery was the week I gave birth to Harlow. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? I mean, so the, I mean, how did you make that work? I know because it was just like the timing and I was just like ready with the site. Cause the website was a whole ordeal. It took forever to develop. And so it just like happened that, you know, it was the timing it was like right when I was, cause I wanted to get it done before I had this baby. Cause I'm sure. like, then I'm gonna be even, you know, more crazy. So how can I get this done?
1: Yeah. And I think like I don't know how you had the energy though, being pregnant and then doing creating a business. Yeah. How did you do I that? I just I've just
0: always been like from you know little. Like I I don't take naps, like I don't get type A personality. Yeah, maybe. I mean, right, totally just like psycho. Which
1: you is know? why you're probably in marketing and PR <laughs> yeah. though too, I find
0: so I mean I just Kind of, I think what happened was I was so passionate about it and I was so pumped to like be doing something so creative and so fun and just like my own thing that I didn't get tired. I mean, I would put Mariah to sleep at like 730 and I would just work in my office till like midnight or one every single night. And I still do that. Yeah. You know, that's how I get everything done.
1: When you – because I want to go back to something Mm -hmm. that you were talking about. Like, you had a bunch of ideas. Yeah. And I think that's something for me personally I find is my biggest problem because I have all these great ideas. Right. And nothing ever happens with them. Like, how did you narrow down that you wanted to create this company, Bachelorette and Company?
0: So I – you know, because I would still – even though I didn't work for those, like, year and a half, two years, I would still – always throw parties. Like I would throw everybody's baby shower and wedding showers and, you know, whatever I could do to still be creative, I did it. Right. And so I saw this need, like, there's nothing cool like this. Like who's, because I would end up making these things. Like I would make banners and, you know, custom make, um, dream catchers that would take like hours and hours. And my friends were like, you know, this is crazy. Like, I could never do anything like this, but these are so cool. Can you make me one type of thing? And so that's kind of how I like came up with the idea. And then what I did was I just ran the idea past like everybody that would listen to me. Yeah, You know, like at brunches with all the girls, I would just like keep running things by people and just like think, you know, seeing what they thought. And, you know, you can tell if people are just kind of like, oh yeah, like that's cool. Or if they're genuinely... Like, think it's a good idea. Agree. Yeah. And so I knew that they weren't, you know, just saying it was good to say it. And so I just, that was just kind of like how I, it caught on. How it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and then like once I was kind of in it, in it, then like there was like no getting out, you know, once I was in there in it, building the company and like ordering everything. And once I spent all this money, I'm like, I can't go back now. So that was kind of my thing is like, I will never fail, right? I will never fail if something, because I just will not let myself, I just won't let myself. And so then I just started doing like everything possible to like make this thing work. And you know, is it a rental company now? No, but it, you know, it's even, I think like more successful than it would have ever been as a
1: You know, as just a rental company, right. And I think that's part of starting a business. Like you kind of have to be open to growing and molding and shaping based on where the demand and interest happens for you. Totally. And I think as a person who wants to start a business or start something new, you got to have, mentally, you got to be able to. Say okay, I'm not giving up, or I'm not going to fail, because um, I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. And you, you, you mentioned insecure. Like I find I, I'm as I was, I'm looking for more corporate social mm-hmm. responsibility jobs. I lose some secure security myself. Um, I feel I think about like I was putting a, a professional website together, and I was like, I don't feel like I have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. I I've literally feel like I've lost. Or I had never did it, had any skill. And it's a hard hurdle to get over. So how so did you keep yourself positive that you you I mean, weren't
0: going to fail? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you're not always positive. I mean, especially when you go down, like, that whole Instagram rabbit hole, mm. you know. And yeah. I remember, like, when I first started and I would see all of these, like, amazing styled shoots and all of these people collaborating together to, like – you do these crazy things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'll never be able to do that. Like, how can, how do these people do that? And, um, I'll never be like, like them. And I, I wouldn't, you know, I won't be featured or I'm not like talented enough to style something like that. Or, and, you know, I, so I would think that at the beginning, more and more you just kind of are out there and like you're experiencing things and you're like, well, and you like meet people and you meet those people. and You're like, nobody's different than me. Mm. Nobody, you know, I mean, yes, like people are more skilled at certain things, but if you like have that just kind of drive and, um, you know, that spirit about you, like you're going to figure it out. So like what I do is like, I am not any more talented than anybody, but Mm -hmm. I I kind of have, like, the skill set to, like, surround myself with people that are better at things than I am, like, to work together as a group. And I think that's, like, my biggest takeaway is, you know, I have, like, amazing people around me. And no, they're not, like, employees of Bashery or, like, a part of – it's just we all – and they're all moms, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all moms that come together and do, like, all of these like, you know, cool styled shoots or whatever I do that has helped me grow like my business. It's just kind of like finding your people Yeah, and everybody, like not everybody, but a lot of, you know, when you find your like-minded people, they want to help. They want to be a part of something and, you know, they're going to gain something out of, you know, working with you too. Um, And I think that's like what, you know, at the beginning, like the first two years, I mean, I grinded it out so hard. I did whatever anybody would ask me to do, I like barely got paid, you know, I mean, I didn't make any money, my husband's like, what are you doing, Like, this is ridiculous, you know, you have to stop, that we cannot continue like this, and I'm like, just trust me, just like, give me, you know, till the end of like the second year, trust me, trust me, like, I'm telling you, like, I have a plan, um, and then finally last year, you know, it just kind of like, all clicked, Amazing. And I finally made money, but. I want to write cheer for you right now. But, you know, but people don't, I mean, you have to tell people that because it's like, it's success does not like just happen. I mean, it just doesn't, not for anybody, not for like the biggest celebrity, you know, I mean, they have had to grind it out and bust their ass for years and years until, you know, they're now who they are. And I think that's another thing that like, you know, gets people like stuck. Is like. Oh Yeah. I mean, how, how is it going to be? I think the how is like just
1: so toxic. It is. It, you get caught in it and the voices in your head are like, you can't yeah. do this. This is too hard. Yeah. Or, I mean, I've launched two different e-commerce sites. Um, didn't think about it, just did it. Mm-hmm. My husband still says I should just stay with ex- this accessory site mm-hmm. I launched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a baby and then my, the idea around it was like travel and find jewelry from a d- different parts of the world. Yeah. But I couldn't travel when I was like pregnant, and anyway, um, I never took them past the launch period. Though I launched it, got it up and running, and then I didn't know what to do with it after. And it was like I Mm -hmm. just got caught up in my head Mm -hmm. of like. Well, maybe you
0: should tap into that because, like, that's kind of how I am with things too. Is I love to like conceptualize things, Mm -hmm. and I can come up with like amazing ideas. Yeah, but the day to day. Um, like you know, running of the business and like the creative—I mean, not the the non-creative part—that stuff like will kill me. Like I right. I can't stand that stuff. Um, it's hard, for yeah. Sure. And you know, my good friend Sarah Hap, she has this like lip line that's like super successful now, and she's grown it, you know, crazy over the past fifteen years. But she she has this like example, like she. She only wants to, like, just create lip products. Like, that's all she wants to do is do the mixing, work with the scientists, and do that. Right. And then now she has people that do everything else. Like, she has no desire to do anything, you know, business, like, related. Yeah. But then there's this, her other friend who also owns a very successful company only loves the business yep. side of it. Yeah. And so there's this book called The E-Myth. theory or something. It's called e-myth. I don't know if it's just called e-myth or theory, but, and it's, it's entrepreneur kind of myth. Mm. And, you know, it's like all of these people want to start their own companies and, you know, do all of these like creative things, but you may not have the tools. Like for this, they give an example of this amazing baker and she wants to start, you know, her own bakery because that's like, kind of like, okay, why not? So she starts it and You know, it's failing because she's trying to balance all these things the accounting, the marketing, you know, the employees. And all she really is passionate about is baking. baking. Yes. So, you know, that's just kind of something I think that happens. So you start this company that you have this great idea about, right? You develop it, you, you know, create a logo and like you get all pumped about it and it's exciting. And then the reality hits up the grind and you're like, I don't want to do this. This is boring. I want to exactly. do something else. So I think the, the lesson is don't do it all. Don't try to do it all. You know, like you may not make enough money. You may not make any money at the beginning if you have to bring in somebody and hire people to do the business side, but that's okay because right. then that it'll, it'll end up in success. If you, you know, use your time wisely and then hire other people. It's like, that's what I've Done okay, that makes sense. You know, I finally have like done that, and so I can just focus on like the creative shoots and you know, all that kind of and stuff. What you're good at yeah, like you, and because I passion. can't stand
1: any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, who likes accounting, right? Oh my God. Like in it's tax like, stuff, yeah. it is the like it makes me nauseous, mm-hmm. quite frankly. It's awful, but there's other people that love that stuff too, right. so you gotta if, find those people, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you're so you found something you're doing that you love, you made it now successful. Um, what, like, if you could think about when you were starting the company Mm -hmm. or over the last couple of years, what has been the biggest challenge for you? And maybe you've already said it, maybe it is just Mm -hmm. finding how you do your stuff, but, or maybe what one mistake that you made that you had to kind of recover from?
0: I think the challenge, the biggest challenge is, so we're the moms, right? And (laughs) it's like, I had work out of my house, and I feel like, you know, my husband gets to go to work and – Out of the house. Out of the house. Right. And, and again, it's a – I'm grateful for this. It's a blessing. But, you know, I feel like it's just harder for, for, for the moms. The, the, you know, my husband gets to go, you know, to work, and he gets to focus on work for, like, whatever, nine hours straight. Yeah. And that's when you get a lot done. Like, I've never had – eight to nine hours straight ever right. to be able to sit there and work. Like <laughs> Not ever. since being a mom. Yeah. I right. mean, you just, and it's like, we're dealing with, you know, the school like functions and we're, you know, in all these different things and, and it's no fault of the husband in most cases. It really isn't. It's just. It's
1: easy to blame them. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. And that's when you have to <laughs> check yourself because yeah. that's when you're. I forget to you check You know, myself. yeah, that's when you're, it's just going to be really bad. Right. And so, yeah, like we can't. I mean, because I think, you know, my husband does like a really good job at trying to, you know, do whatever he can to to help. I don't, I think, you know, we're just beasts, women. Mm-hmm. And we do like all these things when they're just kind of like they need one task and, you know, that's what they can do. And so just a lot of things fall on us just naturally. Absolutely. And it's just what happens. And so that's been hard for me to kind of, and then the other thing is like, you know, we're not bringing in all the money right. to provide for the family. So how are we justifying us being, you know, away from the kids, bringing in in paying somebody to watch Such our kids things. while yeah. we're not really bringing in that much money. So now we're losing money. Right. So that was awful for two years, yeah. you know, because although my husband was supportive, like I do, you know, feel like, he was like, you know, what is like, what are we doing here? Like, what, you know, and then you feel like, should I just give up? Like, because it's just sure. like not worth it, you know. And it's just like, is it worth being away from my kids if I'm not, um, you know, making any money and that whole thing? And it's so a burden. Was, it it's was a hard. weight, right? Yeah, it's so hard. And then. Yeah, and then you're trying to do things quickly, and you feel like you're not, like, living in the present because it's, like, when you are with your kids, you're trying to check your email because you don't really have time any other time to do it. Um, yeah. And so that was that was a lot. It's, like, that first year was – I mean, I felt like crazy woman. And you had a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not – and it's, like, just not a good feeling. No. You know? And I think, like, knowing your worth, right? Like, I, I – you know – it's like I was scared – not scared, but I was, like, hesitant to, like, tell, pe- like tell people what I would charge. Or, right. like, I would be scared to, like, say, well, what's this amount? And also a lot of times I would say, oh, it's okay? Like, I will just do it for you. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, you knucklehead. Like, why are you saying <laughs> you this? Why are you – you know, know your worth. Like, and, right. you know, charge for it and then say – So I'm finally doing this now. Like, and I tell people, like, when they ask me to do things for free, because everybody does, especially in L.A., and especially party people and marketing people, I'm like, (laughs) do you ask your accountant to do your taxes for free? No. No. So don't ask me, you know, to do these things for free. Absolutely. But so, you know, I started to just say no, and I would say, listen, like, it does not make sense for my family. I have to pay somebody to watch my kids while I come and do this for you, you know, and right. so I'm losing money on, on on doing, and then they'll say, you know, you'll get exposure and all that. I mean, it's just, yeah, a, but you it's know, like, a joke. Yeah.
1: It, people don't take into account other people actually have things, you know, yeah. bills and, yeah. but knowing your worth is so important and I think women in general don't, they're too afraid to ask it's, yeah, or they don't know their worth and mm-hmm. it is a great piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And I think
0: like what I, what I said, what, you know, this, past year was it was my year of no. So it was my year of no so that I could say yes to the things that really matter. Yeah. You. And and I asked myself, so like, you know, because I could I could be at an event every day. I can be doing, you know, things for people all the time, right? you sure. people always reach out and so I had, like, these three questions, and if I could answer yes to one of them, hmm. you know, then I would do it. So, like, I would ask myself, so is this to, like, help or, like, support a great friend that has been there for you? So, like, check that off. So maybe, like, a friend's launching something or whatever, you right. know, or you want to do something to, to help them. Two... um is it inspiring? Like, am I going to get something out of it? Like, am I going to learn something, you know, for myself or three, am I getting paid? Mm. Like, am I getting (laughs) freaking money for this? Right. You know? Sure. And so if, if it didn't answer any of those questions and like, I would just, you know, Mm. politely decline. And then when you pull that whole, like, hey, I'm going to be away from my kids, and I have to pay people. Like, nobody can fault you for that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, and then, they, you know, hopefully they feel bad, and then they'll say, well, you
0: know, we'll give you money or I, something. It blows my
1: mind, being in, in the service myself and my husband also, like, I I want to pay people right away because mm-hmm. they deserve to be paid. But, yes, people tend to do that. Yeah, so, nuts. But I like that you had the three questions. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. So what I also kind of want to have – you know, my mother jumpers tell our audience mm-hmm. is what would, if you could say one like piece of homework they should do, to, if say there's a mom out there who's like, God, I have this great idea, but I don't know what to do next. Or what would you tell a woman that's trying to figure out what to do with her neck in her next chapter? What bit of advice would you yeah, give? I think
0: if they have an idea, I think like, you know, run it by as many people that as you trust that you can, you know, that you can. Yeah. Um, because first of all, once you start speaking it aloud, it can you know also become reality. Like yes. once you really acknowledge it, and then two, like you just get you know good advice. Like ask people. Just I mean, it's not, it's not hard because if we're sitting there behind our computer just doing this research, not knowing if anything is going to work, I mean, you know that's hard. So I feel like just
1: start saying it. Put it in the universe. Yeah, I feel it like it's like you put it out in the universe, yep. and it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What you, Pamela, what do you like to do with your kids, like just outside of your work? Yeah.
0: Um, You know, because I'm a party planner and like this. You go to events for a living? Yeah. Or you you (laughs) put on events for a living? Yeah. And, you know, do all these like fun, like style photo shoots. Um, You know, they have lived and breathed that. So now, like, I've created these like party crafting, like DIY monsters because, you know, (laughs) that's what we do. And so, I mean, they would be so happy just crafting, like, all day long. Of course. So a lot of our time is, you know, craft projects and, like, you know, really cool DIYs. We dance a lot. That's awesome. Like, every night, usually. We have, like, a dance party. You know, just trying to tap into, like, what gets them going. Like, what do they love? Because I think, like, right now is, like, this, you know – precious time in their lives where they're figuring out, like, what, what kind of person they are and, like, what do they love? Do they love sports? Are they they more of a creative or what are they? And I feel like as parents, like, all we can do is, you know, give them um, experiences for them to tap into what it is. So, like, you know, they do dance, but they also play soccer and then we do the crafting and we do the parties. And so, I'm just trying to, you know, expose them to as many things that they, that they, that I can, and then let them choose, like, what it is. That's great. But they would always choose to stay inside and do a craft. What is I'm, your- like, trying to get them outside, like, let's go play soccer. or right. They just would rather craft.
1: My, my girls are like that, and I'm not crafty at all. <laughs> like, I'm really bad. And Tim is... Allergic to sparkle and glitter. Oh,
0: my, my husband. I was going to say, family. how does your husband yes. deal with no, this? No, he, Co- he, he gets really crazy about it. And it's so funny because like all the girls were like, you know, daddy hates glitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, but yeah. I said, listen, uh, this is your life. You have two girls <laughs> yes. and a wife that is like a glitter queen because yep. of her job. And so I cannot stop this.
1: So and get it, used to it. Just, yeah, like there's, there's just no option. Right. No, that's, (laughs) I have the same problem, but again, I don't do it for a living and I'm not good at crafting, so, Mm -hmm. but my kids love crafting, so. (laughs) And then what do you like to do for yourself? You know, what is, what brings you joy that you make sure you still can do, even being a mom and having your company?
0: I think that's one thing that I am good at is like making sure that I still have joy. Like I always am out to dinner with my friends. You know, I'm always with my girlfriends. I make time for that. I, you know, love to pamper myself. And, like, I never miss an eyelash appointment. I never miss a nail appointment. Yes. I don't miss a hair appointment. Like, I make sure that I feel good because, you know, there have been, yeah, like moments, right, where you, like, just don't feel like you have it all together. And then everything else starts to unravel. Like, so for me, like, when I feel like I look nice, you know, that's when I have that's when I'm like even more productive, right? And I want to make dinner and I want to do this and I want to do more activities with my kids because I feel like my whole life is kind of like just a well-oiled machine. But when that one part is off, I kind of go off. Interesting. Yeah. And so I've just like realized that, you know, about myself. Yeah. Um, like, I, it's like, ask a busy person, you know, to do something and you'll get it done because they just, like, have it all, you know, like, lined up. Yeah. And not that I have, like, some, like, you know, rigid, regimented, like, life. I mean, it's not like that. But um, I just try to, like, have that, you know, good balance so that I'm
1: happy. Because if I'm not, you know, if I'm not, like, You're off culture. Happy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I think as, a, as moms, we tend to put ourselves stuff uh nails which I know yeah. they do yeah. um you know all of that we put kind of on the back burner or we feel guilty right. making time for it and right. I, I agree I think when you feel put together it's like my house if my house yeah. is a mess I am a disaster right. no it's it's so true I say like um you know like when you
0: think what I try to ask myself when I was like trying to figure this whole thing out right Because like you become this wife and this mom and it all happens so fast and then you're like okay, when am I happy? And like, what, what things need to be in place for me to be high on life? I call it like, what is that like feeling when you're just like, oh my God, like, you know, just so happy. And it's the most simple thing. It's like when I, my house is super organized and clean, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: (laughs) and like I had, have maybe like just made like an awesome dinner and like, you know, and everybody's just kind of like chilling and happy and happy. It's like that's when I'm high on life. Like that's my house right. is cleaned, organized, and,
1: right. you know. Yeah. I don't really cook a lot, so. Um.
0: <laughs> I don't really either, but that's what I'm saying. So you know if I do. You feel good. And my shit's organized. Because yeah. I have time to cook, then I'm like.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I cook, and I swear, and I sweat, and then I'm <laughs> like, I have to have wine. Yeah. And I'm trying to not drink so much wine. <laughs> another mom problem um, but it's good I agree like when you do you're like wow yeah. uh, for me I'm just like wow I tried something yeah. usually it's uh, DoorDash for me yeah I know
0: we DoorDash a lot too yeah.
1: much. the account
0: was like what is
1: this yeah what's that DoorDash yeah, why why is do I there have so meetings much- in my house they're like, why? he's like
0: what why is there so much money from Amazon and DoorDash <laughs> well, I, run a,
1: I run a you know a party planning yeah. business <laughs> I've got to have food and like stuff I know it's so yes. bad I'll just 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 leave kind of the, this episode with, you know, number one, thank you so much because I think you are exactly that type of mother jumper that can inspire other people. I think for me, the balance of motherhood, it's the hardest thing to figure out, to be the mother you want to be, to be there for your kids, and then also say, okay, what do I do for me? Right. I don't know if you saw the, the Golden Globes, um, Glenn Close. Oh my God, one, talk you, about Her it speech, right? Yeah. That was like my inspiration totally. for like really doing this because mm-hmm. it hit me so close. Like I was like tearing up, oh, right? Because yeah. it was so pivotal what she said about women – our nurturers mm-hmm. and, and the people expect us to be, but what about ours? What do we need for ourselves? Yeah. And I don't think women that want something else should feel ashamed. I think they should be inspired and motivated. Totally. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add when it comes to moms finding their confidence and inspiration?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the kids will be all right.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like you're right. doing a amazing job. Like, you know, think about like, I mean, It's like we have so many more tools and we're giving our kids so many, you know, more experiences than like people did when we, you know, than our moms were even able to do when we were growing up. Yes, And we are all fine, like, you know, women like crushing it in life, you know, without all of those tools and all of that like crazy stimulation that we have now. Like we feel like, you know, our kids have to be doing all this and like reading by three years old and all this stupid shit. And it's like, you know. The kids will be all right, you know, like get exactly. your mind right and then everybody will be even better.
1: That's a great point. Do you ever watch the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Oh my gosh. It's amazing, yeah, right? It's First amazing. of all, like the fashion alone she's, is worth it. It's
0: just beyond. It is.
1: But like the point where the kid, or I'm always like, where are the kids? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um And they're always like with the parents or right. the housekeeper. Yeah. And I think about, you're right on, like, our day, this day and age, the kids, we are doing so much more with our kids. Yeah. And we're always there. We're taking them to a thousand things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a second. Right. They don't need that much. Mm-mm. So we, I think we have to remind ourselves also as moms not to overdo it. Yeah. And let them just be kids. Yeah.
0: Give ourselves a break, you know?
1: And that's the hardest part. Moms mm-hmm. don't give themselves a break. Yeah. And I think that's where we got to work on things and help ourselves.
0: Like I, for the, so Mariah's, you know, five and a half. And for the first time, my husband and I went away by ourselves last weekend, like five and a half years. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And you know, it was hard because Harlow, the three year old, she could care less. I mean, she's like, peace out. But (laughs) Mariah just, she just can't handle it. And so, you know, it was crazy. And we were like, a little bit nervous, and I'm like, "Honey, like she's gonna be fine. Right. She's not gonna die. No. I mean, she's not gonna get hurt. Right? Like maybe she'll be sad for a little bit, but again, like we can't. I'm not gonna be able to protect her from sadness, like her whole life. True. You know? And so, um, and she was fine. I mean, like she cried the, you know, the first like day or whatever." The first morning when, she, when we, you know, she woke up when we weren't there. And then she was fine. And she loved it. And she's like, okay, you know, go again.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they don't, rem- they don't, I don't think they even notice half the time. But, yeah. and I think it's good for kids to be around other people too. Because yeah. then when you bring them to new situations, yeah. they're more comfortable. sure But it is, again, it's just, it's a hard thing, especially for moms mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to do this for myself. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Of course. And, um... I guess we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mother Jumpers. I am your host, Monica Rulliter, a fellow mom looking to make a new jump. Mother Jumpers is created in Los Angeles and edited by Jason Crow. To become a part of the Mother Jumper community, please visit us at www.themotherjumpers.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Mother Jumper and Facebook at Mother jumpers. I'd love to hear from you if you're a Mother Jumper and want to share your story. Or if you're looking to make a jump, please send us questions that we can ask on an upcoming episode. You can email me at monica at MotherJumpers.com. Also, share Mother jumpers with your friends and family and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much and have a great week of jumping forward.